Are you an expert that feels invisible? Or are you wondering why one brand sticks to more people than others? Well, you want to stay tuned to find out more about how to change that. Welcome, 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 and welcome to the Adventure of an Entrepreneur, the podcast that dives deep into the world of entrepreneurship. We're going to be hearing the stories from entrepreneurs from all over the world in different industries. They're going to be sharing with us the stories of how they face setbacks, walk through fire, climbed mountains to reach success. I'm your host, Sri Mahabir. Welcome everybody to today's episode where my guest, who is a global and personal brand strategist focusing on brand identities, she also calls herself a brand enchantress. She's a number one bestseller of significant women. Leaders reveal what matters most. And she'll be also sharing how to unleash your brilliance and embrace the success that awaits you. And of course, her journey. Before I bring her on, my name is Tree, and I'm a video marketing producer. My team and I love working with law firms, medical practices, dentists, office to help them use social media to be able to build visibility to their business and also use live streaming and video. So without further ado, let me bring up my guest, Brigetta Bargowski. I hope I said your name right. Bojowski, there we go. Absolutely. <laughs> Hello, Sri. Uh, thank you so much for having me today. My name is Brigitte Bakowski. Yeah. And I'm a global and personal brand identity strategist. <laughs> so before we begin, what is something that people don't know about you? Oh, my God, that most people who know me on LinkedIn, because usually I'm uh, on LinkedIn when I do social media, I don't think they know that I like Muay Thai boxing. So this is something that I love doing, but most people don't know that I'm doing that. <laughs> you know what? That I find that a lot of women like mixed martial arts or martial arts. Mm -hmm. uh, they're the ones that are doing the the kickboxing. So if you're somebody who likes to do boxing, kickboxing, Muay Thai, mm -hmm all of that drop it in the comments because i would we would love to know i think that it's a great way to get in shape but it also helps with self-defense just because anything is possible and you don't want to get in this position where you're like wait a minute what's happening <laughs> you know what this is also something that very much helps you to focus because you really need to be there in the here and now 100%. Otherwise, you get a kick or a punch and you will not recover quickly from it anymore. So you have to be really fast. And Muay Thai boxing helps me not only to protect myself, but also to be fast when I think, when I have to react or just to be a little bit faster than anyone else. <laughs> so you and know, it works your core. It works your core. <laughs> you know, when I think about working out or we think about even sports, like what we kickboxing, Muay Thai, you brought up a really good point, And that is that it gets you to get up when you get knocked down. It gets you to think when you need to think quickly. And I would love to know, like, 
how has that helped you in your business? Like, do you have an example? Uh, it helps me in my business. You already mentioned it. You touched it. It's um, reacting fast to certain trends or to certain things that are coming up. And as you say, um, you're, you're, you're recovering from any setbacks much quicker. It's just you, you are trained to get up again. Yeah, it's, it's the resilience that you uh, bring to the table. If you fall, if you fail, or whatever that is, I wouldn't call it failing, but everyone understands failing much easier than uh, learning hard. You know, when we learn hard, we get up again. And you continue with whatever you have learned, you move forward. So that's part of your experience and you take it all in and then you do it again in a much better way. And that's that's how you do it. And there are several stories why I started Muay Thai boxing. So and 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 I didn't know that there is more consequences in a positive thing or it, it helped me in many more walks of life than I thought it would. Well, that's what we're going to find out right now. So when you, we go back in your journey, when you first started working, many of you might know, many of you don't, but you were a flight attendant. And mm -hmm. so what did being a flight attendant help you, the lessons you learned from that experience and how do you use it in today? Yeah, there were several experiences uh, and several learnings. So the first learning is to become international, to become global, to understand so many different cultures, to you dive into different cultures, you learn about how they do things, why do it, they do things, you, you learn the reasons behind uh, and different ways of, of uh, reacting, uh, the different ways of, of, of different behaviors that are common in, in business. And so um, you kind of anticipate already when you have a certain a person from a certain culture that you have to work with. It helped me then later on as a professor because I taught on an international level. Um, sometimes I had students 40, from 14 different nationalities in my classroom. So I, I knew how to work with them. And so it's all about culture when you are a flight attendant, how you can best serve them. And the other thing that I learned is to create exceptional experiences and as a flight attendant on board. So you want to have the best possible experience for that passengers, for that passenger on a 14 hour flight and on a 45 minutes flight. Yeah. So that's what I internalized. So for me to create this exceptional experiences as a brand is important for me. And I was an employee, uh, an employer. So for me, it was also, I was at the forefront representing a whole organization, like all the other flight attendant, attendants as well, or representatives of, of our airline. So um, you learn um, to act on behalf. And uh, for me, that was, I also identified myself very much with the brand. So I understand what it really me means to live a brand, to represent a brand and make others feel about the brand. That's directly connected because a strong brand, a powerful brand 
um, has the power to make someone else feel in your intended way. So these are the two learnings and becoming resilient because not every flight is like a smooth flight. There's a lot of this and a lot of irregularities, a lot of that. And then maybe a possible, let's say, uh, emergency. You always have to be prepared. So what I learned is preparation, 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 preparation for anything. Um, and when I was a professor, so later down um, the road, I, I became a teaching professor. So for me, it was to, to be prepared before I walk into the classroom. Because there's always questions you will not be able to answer. Yeah, But at least that's what you know, you know, and you can explain that. So for me, this is also um, a, a matter of appreciation. Uh, appreciating others and paying the respect to others that I come prepared. So that's what I learned. <laughs> and it's a lot. Like we think that what we did in these previous experiences don't play a role in what we are doing, but they do. Yeah. And they carry, they carry with us. And then there are other soft skills that we've learned along the way. They don't come into fruition until we yeah. come into a moment where we're like I always have been doing this I just didn't realize this is this is a part of me yeah and there's another thing I have learned is to a certain extent reading into people so when someone is um boarding the plane you get an idea, especially when it's a business class passenger, you're getting an idea, you anticipate a certain behavior already. Yeah? That doesn't mean you are stereotyping, but you, you somehow make sense what kind of newspaper, what kind of digestive that they are drinking. You know, it's, it's, you, you get a grasp and I mean, sometimes you're wrong, but most of the times you are pretty on the right path. <laughs> This is all about psychology. And yeah. I know that many of us, because, you know, this is the juicy stuff, is understanding psychology of your ideal client, of understanding how you put out your content and present yourself will uh, stick so they remember you. But I don't want to get too far because I want to get into uh, more of the services that you provide and what can we expect I think on next week, there's a workshop or something. Yes. Uh, so my services that I provide um, are I'm running challenges and masterclasses. So next week, for example, I run a one hour interactive masterclass. It's called Ignite Your Brand, Your Entrepreneurial Roadmap to Branding Excellence. So what I'm focusing on is entrepreneurs, newly minted entrepreneurs or employees who are still on the fence uh, and want to start their own business, um, how to, to brand yourself as an entrepreneur. And um, I'm giving them an idea of when and how to start and what this entrepreneurial branding is all about, because actually it's a three-step um, process. Um, you start out with the mindset shift from an employee uh, into a business owner. So you shift your mindset. Yeah, you have to think differently. And then building your personal brand and then building your business brand. 
So that's all about explaining what is the entrepreneurial branding, our journey about. That's the masterclass and it's happening next week. So um, it's still open. <laughs> you can register. And I think uh, the link, you're going to provide the link, but the link will be on my LinkedIn profile. And then I also run challenges. It's like a masterclass, uh, but over three days. And every day there is one hour kind of getting together. I teach an element of uh, mindset, an element of personal branding on the second day and on the third day, an element of company branding. So that you really get an idea of what it really means and what you have to focus on. And then I also have like small uh, group coaching sessions that where I get a bunch of people together um, or I do one-on-one -on -one coachings. Usually my one-on-one -on -one coachings are over a time span of three months where I help you to master your entrepreneurial brand. Yeah, that, that's what I'm doing, <laughs> creating <laughs> brand identities. <laughs> well, I definitely suggest that you guys sign up for this wonderful opportunities because you know we're starting the new year this if you're feeling like you know i'm invisible or i'm not sticking i'm not top of mind this is a great way to start jump start that process also the links are in the comments so don't worry i dropped them in earlier but now let's get into this because i know for some of us you know when you think about your pain, I think this was, uh, we want to run away from our pain, but we know that pain is actually a superpower, if you didn't know. Yeah. How do you teach others to show or be comfortable that your pain can be part of your process, that because of that moment, now you created something that others don't have to go through or maybe help them get through? Yeah, it's usually... Um the pain that becomes your pur your purpose later on. It's very often that an entrepreneur who starts or embarks on an entrepreneurial journey um, is, is, is focused on their own learnings, on their own pain, and made that to a, to a purpose. And that's what they help others with doing. Uh, it, it was also for me, my pain was I was invisible. I, I felt invisible because I was, was conditioned to play small. I was told, you are not good enough, you know, um, please don't, um, don't speak up. Um, nobody's interested anyway, what you have to say. So it's kind of dimming your light all the time and molding into something just in order to fit in, to be accepted. Yeah. And there comes a point in life where you don't want to do that anymore because you tell yourself enough is enough. And many of us have that maybe in our 40s, in our early 50s. It was in my kind of 40s. There was an inner conflict that I had, you know, dimming my lights and fitting in and doing what others tell you you have to do because what you think doesn't count anyway. So I was done with that. 
yeah, and always be perceived as a person of second class or yeah, bullied or something like that. You're done with it. So there comes this transformational process, and usually you live you live this pain in your purpose, and that's what you help others with. That's why are you feeling invisible, but you are an expert, and that's what I was, and now I help others. You know. Um, reflect and understand that this is your uniqueness, this is your brilliance, and this is your beauty in you that has to, you know, be uh, empowered and has to be seen. So what I can suggest to do is that you and, and acknowledge and reflect yeah, the pain or the challenges that you have faced and you really take the time uh, for self-discovery and understand what are the lessons learned because everything happens for you yeah and life is always nudging you towards that you just need to see it and once we have that awareness we can work with it so what is that lesson that i learned and how can i help others with that yeah so you understand how this experience actually have shaped you and um that the, the impact that it had made on your perspective on life yeah and then you go from there and you formulate a clear mission statement that encapsulates the purpose derived from that specific pain or maybe that pain you know that that was an accumulation of different events where you felt the same pain because it doesn't usually show up just once it shows up several right. times right so and what change do you want to to kind of make in this world with that what did it do to you and how can you help others yeah how does your experience contribute to that change so this also this this mission and then this is well defined gives direction and a focus on the purpose and then identify also um, or clarify your core values. You might know your core values, but pain often prompts an, a revaluation of what truly matters. Mm -hmm. So what are your core values in the here and now? For example, my core values are pretty much the same, but they have changed meaning over time. Beauty and brilliance was all about being beautiful, you know, representing an airline and and, and offering the best possible brilliant service. Yeah? But now it's, it's, it's still brilliant in, in offering services, but the beauty comes from within. It comes from all the experiences that I have, I have gained um, and um, making it easier for others to shorten that time to get going yeah, with your business. So you don't need to go through all of, what, well, what others have learned. You can shortcut this specific process, right? Um, so uh, reevaluate your, your, your values and then take action. Yeah? So tangible actions have goals that are measurable, that are smart, that are, you know, smart, what it stands for. I, I don't think I need to explain that into detail, but have goals. Um, a higher goal, like at the end of the next year, um, and and smaller milestone goals um, that that are that you are able to achieve uh, to um, that help you to go towards your vision 
that's not to mix up with a mission, right? The vision is what is the legacy we want to leave behind. But goals help you to be more intentional to get there, right? So, and then take action based on that goals. Yeah? What are these actions? Is it education? Is it support? How do you want to help others um, um, going towards achieving that or overcoming that pain? And helping them to find their purpose. Then um, it's also important to connect with empathy. So use your pain that you have as a bridge to connect with others. Yeah? It's being authentic, but also being, being vulnerable, opening up and showing your true self. And it's when you are connecting with this empathy, you get people um, to yeah, to, to resonate with you, to relate to you because they see themselves in you. Yeah, that's the human aspect. And it also, when it comes to brain feeding, it's not only about the facts, but we also need to connect on this visceral level. And um, build a support system. You need a support system. We can't go it alone. Yeah, it's a long journey to go it alone. You're making all the mistakes by yourself for others. I mean, this is great. But when you are in a network, you can support each other. Others may, may mirror you something that you're not even aware of. We have these blind spots. And when we are falling, even though we are resilient, we have others to pick us up. Yeah, we are faster to, to regain our attitude again and own it again. Yeah, because entrepreneurship is a lonely journey. So we need others who are on the same way. It's not your father, your mother, your sister, or your friend. It's people who are on a similar journey. Yeah, you need to understand that. Yeah, that helps you to cultivate the, the, the resistance. And lastly, you also need to celebrate the progress. Because we forget about that all the time. We measure our success with others, with competitors, with people who are faster, who are already far ahead of us. But what about you? What have you accomplished in the last year, in the last two years? Just own that. Give yourself some grace and pat yourself on the shoulder. Hey, Bridget. Hey, Sri. You did a great job. You did it, even though you thought you will never be able to. So I think that is um, something that, that can help us. And just very quickly, there's an exercise that you can do. It's the so-called story purpose. Because your pain becomes your story to go for your purpose, to kind right. of action, yeah, to make it your purpose. So what is your pain? What has been your biggest challenge? personal and professional, then it becomes your story. Yeah? So how have you mastered the soul and overcome it? What was the greatest learning for you that you, you took away? What are the major um, takeaways of that, right? And then your purpose, how would that learning help others? How could it inspire others to do the same? So if you're working with that, then you pretty much figured it out. So first of all, what you have learned, what kind of story you, you might be able to come up with different stories depending on your audience, because you tell your grandmother a different story than, than a client or, you know, um, 
you also need to figure out who your ideal client avatar is. So that's why you are at the beginning, maybe trying out different kinds of stories. And um, then you arrive at the purpose. And you also arrive at how you're going to help them. That's going to be your concept. So, but this is only the starting point. <laughs> you basically answered, you know, what can you do to not be forgotten? How to figure out how you're the expert in your industry. You also talked about why one brand sticks out from the rest. Uh, we have Robert who's saying celebrating the small steps is important. We beat ourselves up too much. It is so true when you have friends that you or who are on the same journey. Like I have a very good friend named Shara. We talk all the time and we celebrate with each other. And it's not like I'm jealous or she's jealous. It's we have the hard conversations too, where like, hey, this I'm noticing this behavior in you mm -hmm. because it comes into our business. It comes even into our posting. And so everything you shared was so juicy. It was like a mini masterclass. I don't want to give anything away because I want everybody to sign up for your, you know, your masterclass, your challenges, definitely connect with Brigetta. Did I say it right? Yes, I know you tell it to be easy, Bridget, but I'm like, no, I'm going to learn how to say it properly. I listen to. OK, so just as a tip on LinkedIn, you have the opportunity to use that little megaphone. You would use your actual phone to record the message and you could say your name and then a quick call to action, which is exactly what Brigetta did. I listened it to so many times because I wanted to learn her name, but I also learned like she's telling you what to do, where to go. So if you're not using the speaker, which I'll show you right now on my phone, so you understand what I'm talking about, is that the it's on your profile, the main profile right here at the top. I mean, that is such a key element. It will save people so many hours of how to say your name, but also it gives you an opportunity to give a call to action. So I just want to say, make sure you sign up for her masterclass. Make sure you sign up for her uh, workshops. Did you have something to say? Me? Yeah. <laughs> or add <laughs> I thought you talked to any of our listeners in the audience. Um, yeah, I mean, what I have to say, yes, um, this this device, uh, I think LinkedIn has stopped that by the end of the year. Uh, for those who still have it, they, they continue having it, but they're not offering it anymore. Um, the, the speaker is there, not the video is gone, though. Yeah. Oh, the speaker is still there. Okay. So I'm yeah, glad. the speaker is there. The video, they actually took those down. You were at one point, you could go to somebody's profile and see a video, but to combat that, what you can do is you can still do introduction videos. Uh, they're called introduction posts and you could create that posted and then you could put it in your featured section on, on LinkedIn. Of course, it's a little bit dug deep into the featured section, but there's always a way to do an introduction video. However, take advantage of the speaker that's right there by your name. I also would say if you have any questions for Brigetta, reach out to her. Tell her that you saw her on this live so she knows. 
Also, I have a podcast. It's called Adventure of an Entrepreneur. It's basically the live that turns into the podcast I show. I am taking all of my older episodes and the newer episodes and dropping them in there. So I'll be dropping the, the links in the comments. And before we go on to Instagram, because we're inviting you to join us, are there any last words you want to share with us? Yeah. Uh, first of all, I just want to mention that branding starts with mindset. It's not just about colors and about typography and um, about the name and the logo. It's really about the feeling that you want to bring across. And mindset starts also with you. Uh, when you start your brand, when you are creating your brand, so it's all about vision, mission, and your values. And also, and I think this is underestimated the limiting beliefs that you need to dissolve and uh, need to understand how to overcome or how to integrate them into, into your life that very often is, is, is coming as a fear. So I think that is really important that you understand that when you're building your brand and then you're building your personal brand, that's who you are, how what you want to become, how you're presenting yourself to the world and how are you going to infuse that into your company or in your business brand. So I think that um, is, is the most important message. And if you're not defining yourself, if you're not having a narrative, then others will define you and others will come up with a narrative and you might not like it. Mm. That's a really good one because you don't want someone else to give a negative narrative about you. Regardless of what happens in life, there's always a positive in it. I want to thank you, Brigitte, for just all that you shared today was so helpful. Thanks for tuning into this episode. If you found it very helpful, share it with a friend, share it in your social media. Until the next time.